This is the Conduit Church Teaching Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's our mission to be a conduit of Jesus to the community in front of us and the world around us, starting with the teaching of His Word. Enjoy the message. 18, 17, 18 years ago, before there was a church, it was just, you know, Shannon and I, and, uh, and a guy named Gerald from Haiti, that we thought, how can we help Gerald to do what he was doing? We were just leading a little Bible study. And what started with 15 kids has, in the past uh, 18 years or more, grown to include way more than 18 kids. Now it's upwards of 1,000 kids that are sponsored, uh, five churches planted, a school, an orphanage, a girl's home. That's all here right now. And Pastor just got here from Haiti a couple of days ago. And if you've been watching the news, you know it's a little complicated there right now. But I've asked him just to share for the next 30 minutes what God has on his heart with us. And as he's doing that, man, listen for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And then when we're done with that, we'll see what the Lord has uh, for you in the lobby area. Pastor? Hallelujah. Uh-oh. Hallelujah! Praise God. Well, thank you so much, Pastor. I give honor to Pastor Darren and his wife, Shannon, and the entire leadership of this ministry, Conduit Church. It is really uh, home. I feel home with your nice uh, facility there. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it, it, it's... Because <laughs> right now back home, it's very hot. <laughs> Uh, I, I usually preach uh, for like two, three hours. <laughs> but not sure where we are. I have a clock behind there, and Keith is doing a good job. I see I have 29 minutes, so I'm doing well. <laughs> and uh, I would like to say thanks also to my host, uh, Carol and Bob. I always say they are my shopping buddies. <laughs> they take me around to shop whenever I'm in the U.S., and it was good to see um, Jennifer and Brendan. I see Jennifer, I didn't see Brendan. And these are people who, I mean, who, who really have been keeping up with me whenever I'm here, trying to support me and help me however they can. And we just, um, uh, don't worry about the message. I'm going to be very short today. I'm a nice man today. <laughs> so, I, I bring you greetings from my wife, uh, Elsa, and my um, boys, Jeremiah and, and Elisha. They send you greetings, and the, all the churches that we oversee in Haiti, um, in Jackmel, um, and in Antigua, they send their greetings to you. Uh, really, um, it's an honor being here to know that we're not on our own. We have people of the kingdom who continue to cover us and pray for us, and we really appreciate that. You don't only just send your money, your gifts, but you also stand with us in prayer, which is very vital for what we are doing at, at down there. Um, you know, as essential people who are in the front line. Um, in Haiti, we, we, we don't have the sense of fear um, in terms of doing the work of God. We say, you know, if God says go, we go, regardless of what the world is thinking, regardless of what is happening on the ground, but we keep working. So right now, in Haiti, is a bit crazy, but we're still strong and doing what we are called to do down there, which is to love God and love others by serving them. So we are doing just that. So thank you. It's great being here with you. So Amy... Let's take it. Thank you. Well, you've been talking about the essential church in Acts chapter 2. But I want to bring four characteristics to you of an essential church. Some of them you've been through before. uh, But we just want to take that in the sight of God and how he's been leading us to bring to you. Now, 
we know COVID-19 has been a big issue. And people are scared of moving around. I mean, I couldn't wait for um, the, the airplanes to start flying again in my islands because I so much wanted to be out and do God's work. So I discovered if you are going to be an essential church, you have to be fearless. Because the world has enough to make you be afraid. Enough words to make you stay in your cocoon. You don't want to move forward. But I hear God is saying, in this season, I need my church to be fearless to rise up and get the job done. So we cannot be afraid of dying. Well, well just like the four lepers, I can stay here and die. And I can still move in the, uh, I mean, the enemy's camp. And if um, they receive me, I will make it. If anything happens, I can die too. So therefore, I can die being proactive or I can die doing nothing. But I choose to be fearless by going forward. And that's what I'm saying to us, the essential church, you have to make up your mind to be fearless. Be not afraid. It says in Joshua 1.9, the NLT translation, New Living Translation, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So wherever you go, you're not by yourself. You're not on your own. There is a God who's all-powerful that promises to be always with you wherever you go. So therefore, why should I be in my corner and trying to you know, be shaking in my boots knowing that I have a powerful God who's standing with me? So that's why I'm challenging you as a people. Do not be afraid. We're not trying to tell you just be careless. No. But we are saying be fearless because there is a God who's watching your back. He got you covered. So you be strong. Be courageous. Be not afraid. For the Lord your God is always with you wherever you go. And as an essential church also, you've got to understand that you are the salt of the earth. Matthew 5.13 say, you are the salt. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? And I said to you, um, to some of you earlier, or to the church earlier, to the group that was here, a group of salt sticking together is not good. Well, you don't have to like that. Now, a group of salt sticking together is like a statue. It's like um, a, a, a pile of stones because we are sticking together. Now, a group of salt uh, is, is powerful. It is when it is dismissed, it is released into something to affect it. And I spoke about what I call the stinking meat. So a group of salt is, uh, is as useful whenever it is applied into the meat that is uh, stinky. So you cannot stick together as a, a group of salt and think, well, I am powerful. No, you are not powerful when you stick together as a group of salt. But you are powerful when you are being applied to a salt. So when you are being used, that is when now people can feel your flavor. That is when now people can feel that you are as, as useful. So we are saying unto you, do not use your flavor by sticking together. But you know that you have a good flavor when you are applied into somebody else's life, into somebody else's situation. So maybe that situation is in your neighborhood. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's uh, somewhere else outside of your corners. But all we are saying unto you, as the salt, make sure you make yourself available to be applied in somebody else's situation. That's the salt. 
as it is said, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. So yes, so they, they're knocking me hard. They don't, they don't like me, whatever. They're giving me bad words. But you are the salt. So make sure you are being applied in the situation. So make yourself available to be the salt of the earth. Believers in Christ are like preservatives to the world. They are, they are preserving from, they are preserving it from the evil inherent in the society of ungodly people whose unredeemed natures are corrupted by sins. We know that sins have been taken over the world. You know, I, 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 I mean, all kind of stuff have been happening. But in the midst of all that, as the salt of the earth, you are that preserving force that can help to, find, to fight the evil of this world. So be not afraid, as we are saying unto you, as a, 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 um, a church that is essential. Be uh, strong and get involved as the salt of the earth. Now, the followers of Christ turns out those who enhance the flavor of life in this world. Now, as God's followers, you are like enhancers. But for you to be enhancers, you cannot stick in your world and, and feel you're frightened and don't want to get involved. No. Yes, uh, some people say, well, I, I cannot go. I, I don't have what it takes. Well, you don't have to really go far. Right where you are, you can be an enhancer. So it's not about getting, going far to say, well, I must go to Africa. I must go to Haiti. God will never call all of us to Africa. God will never call all of us to Haiti or Guatemala or Honduras. No, but even right in your family, he can call you. You can be a voice for God right in your family. Right at Jerusalem, wherever your, your neighbors are in your neighborhood, you can be a voice. And so for God. So you can be that kind of enhancer, we are saying, with the flavor of life that you have. Tell your neighbor you have flavor. Oh, look at the bread and Kathleen. <laughs> All right. You have flavor. Amen. So it's important to understand that now your flavor must be applied to get the results. So you, you cannot keep your flavor all to yourself. For example, if you are, uh, let's say you are a colorful um, red, you have, you have the bright red. You keep, if you keep your bright red to yourself, you, you may not know how powerful you are until you put it in the water that is so clear. And you see your, your clear water turn into red. That's being powerful as the essential person. You are an enhancer. Christians living under the guidance of the Holy Spirit in obedience to Christ, will inevitably influence the world for good. Under the, the mighty hands of the Holy Spirit, under his guidance, you can influence the world for good. But if you say, well, I am so scared, I don't want to move, how can you influence the world for good? And that's why I, I, I give you honors for being bold enough to stand out and, and come out. Like we do in Haiti, government say no church, we fight our way to church. They said no school, we fought our way to school. That's the way it is. Because we feel if we stay so scaredly away, so afraid away, there are things that will not happen for the good of somebody else. So as salt um, has a positive influence on the flavor of the food, it's seasoned. So as the salt, you must have influence uh, as a good flavor on the food. That is very important. You are God's seasoning to the world. Where there is strife, 
we are to be peacemakers. Where there is sorrow, we are to be ministers of Christ. Some people are waiting on you to reach out to them. You don't have to do much. Just say, God loves you and, I, and I'm there for you. You know, it, it was so meaningful to me when, when the whole thing is happening in Haiti with our president being assassinated and to get a, 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 an email from Darren to say that I'm there for you. We are praying for you. That is very powerful to know that we're not alone. There are brothers and sisters in the kingdom who are standing with us on this journey. So you are there to bind up the, the, uh, to bind up the wounds. And where there is hatred, we are to exemplify the love of God in Christ. The world has a lot of hatred going on. My country has a lot of hatred going on. But in the midst of all that, our responsibility as God's children is to show the love of God. Is to exemplify that love of Christ. And like my friend Glenda Sutton loved to say, we got to learn to love the hell out of them. Because somehow the spirit of hell might invade them. But our responsibility is to learn how to love the hell out of them. Because we need to do that sometimes. So we turn good for evil. They do us bad, we return good to them. We will not curse, we will not whatever, but we just bless them and we move on. So that's what God expects of us. And so, so as God's children, these are the things that must happen. Thirdly, as a, a, an essential church, you have to look at yourself as the light. So you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You cannot take a city, I, I mean, uh, on a hill and try to hide it. No. Because no matter how you turn it, the city must be seen. So the same way for a lamp. You cannot put a lamp and put it on, I mean, and then try to hide it. No. Even if you put, you know, nice um, red, green, yellow, something on the, on, on the light, you will still see it shining. So that's the same way for you as believers. Even though sometimes they, they're trying to hide you. But because you are the light of the earth, you, light, you are the light of the world, people will always see you shining. So it gives light to the, to the others who are in the house. Let your light shine before men. So your light cannot shine before men if you stay inside. <laughs> men must see you. I mean, if I stay in Haiti hiding, you know, in the cave down there or the, the cave or in Chabe, I hide there. No, I mean, I cannot, cannot be seen. Nobody can see me shining. I have to come out so that they can see that I shine for the Lord. And they can see your good works and learn to glorify the Father who is in heaven. You want people to glorify your God who is in heaven? Well, make up your mind to shine. The presence of Christians in the world must be like a light in the darkness. Not only in the sense that the truth of God's words bring light to the darkened hearts of sinful man. So any little light in the midst of darkness will shine. If you turn off all the, all the lights here, the place get dark, you put on just one light, that little light alone will make a difference. So therefore, do not try to say, well, the darkness of the world is so thick. I cannot do anything about it. No, your little light is enough to make a difference with God. So, in the sense that our, God, our good deeds must be evident for the world to see, for others to see. So the concern is not that we should stand out for our own sake, but no, that those who looked on, they might glorify God 
our Father who is in heaven. So whenever we do what we do, we don't do it for our own sake, but we do them so that others can glorify our God. They can say, glory to God, it happened. This happened, that happened. So the last one is the one I really want to get to because I told down and I invite myself back. So even though I'm hustling it today, but I'm inviting myself back. <laughs> That's my buddy. <laughs> I love this one. I mean, he's been great as a buddy standing with me throughout this journey. In that last category, the, the, the synthesis church, the, this whole essential church, they give priority to prayer. Now, you might say, I don't have the money to go. I don't have the, the I'm not strong enough to go. But your prayers can go. You can be right in your bed sick. You can still send your prayer. So in essence, what I'm trying to say to you, as the essential church, you have to learn to give priority to prayers. And it says in Acts 2.42, they were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, which we do very well. Most of the churches in America love to fellowship. But the last one said, for the breaking of bread and to prayer. So prayer is essential. Now it says in Acts 6.3.4, carefully select from among you brothers seven men who are well attested, full of their spirit and wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this necessary task, but will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. That's to show you as an essential church, you have to understand the power of prayer in your journey. Prayer is not the, the preparation for a great work, but it is the great work. You are not uh, doing the great work uh, uh, or preparing yourself for the great work prior, but no. But while you are praying, you are actually doing the great work. Because your prayers can go further than you can go yourself. So therefore, prayer must be our priority as the essential church. It is the way that God has chosen to build his kingdom. He has built his kingdom upon prayer. That's why Jesus himself went out there to pray. He said, you cannot watch with me even for one hour. He is expecting us to invest time in prayer. God is always looking for people to pray within the church. Prayer must be the church priority. Now, how can we prioritize both corporate and individual prayer? But it's by praying about everything at all times. By setting aside specific times to pray. Well, we say, well, it says pray at all times. Why need specific times? Well, you need specific times devoted to prayer so that we can learn to pray without ceasing. Whatever time you have chosen, whatever time you can choose, even if it's for five minutes, you need to spend time in prayer because as that essential church, you have to be a friend of prayer. You must also set aside time for corporate prayer. Don't do like they do in some quarters. If you call for corporate prayer, the church is empty. I'm going back, don't worry. But this should not be your case. Prayer must be essential. If you're going to see things happen, 
call them forth into being through prayer. And that's why I'm asking you to stand with me. I don't know what you have standing before you now. We are fearless as a people. We are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. But we've got to be a, prayer, a prayerful people. Whatever is your situation right now, God is faithful. And he is able to do it. He said, whenever we pray, he answers. He's that kind of God that we serve. Right now, picture God who's listening to the sound of your heart for the nations of the earth. He said, ask of me. I'll give the nations to you as inheritance. So, Father, we ask of you. Give us the nation, O oh God. The nations of the earth, Lord. Holy Father, God. Move by your spirit, O oh God, upon the hearts of those who are afraid, O oh God, God. We pull down fear as a gate. We destroy that spirit, oh God. We speak life. We speak breakthrough, oh God. In the minds and heart of your people, Lord God. We prophesy, Lord God. The chains are broken, Lord God. Your people are free. Free to praise. Free to dance. Free to walk, oh God. They are free, Father, Lord. In Africa, we speak for freedom in the minds and heart of those leaders, oh Father. We declare healing upon the nations of the earth, Lord God. Healing, Father, upon the USA. Healing, oh God, upon Europe. Healing in the Caribbean, Father. Healing upon Latin America countries, oh God, Lord. South North America, Lord. We prophesy healing, God. Breakthrough, Lord. Those who are struggling with mental disorder, Father, mental challenges, all kinds of problems due to the COVID-19, oh God. But we know, Father, you are a faithful God. So may you heal them, Lord God. Hear our cry, Lord. Some mothers and fathers are crying, oh God, for their children. Wipe their tears away, Father God, Lord. In the name of Jesus, oh God. We cry out to you, Father, Lord. Oh, many people have lost their jobs, Father God, Lord. Some are quitting, Father. But we say, don't quit. God is forever faithful. Lord, open up yourself to your people. Open up your hands and receive them, oh God. We're calling them back home. Those who, who wanted to quit of their salvation, Father. We call them forth, God. In the name of Jesus. We say, Lord, may you embrace your people. Let your love, Father, expand and receive us, O God, Lord, into your arms. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, whatever the enemy has against your people, Father, we destroy these in the name of Jesus Christ. But we say we will arise as a people. The church in America will arise, but the church around the world will arise, O God, and be counted, Father. With our hands lifted up, oh God.
we say we surrender all to you, God. We surrender all to you, Father. Take over the youths and the children, Father God, Lord. Let your peace, O oh God, surround us. Let your joy be ours, O oh God, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, Lord, we cry out to you, O oh God. We say, Lord, those in the front lines, Father, they will not give up, O oh God, Lord. We say, Father God, Lord, those churches that have been standing, Father God, Lord, they will continue to go forth, Lord, and, and showcase yourself into the world, O oh God, Lord. They will showcase thy kingdom, O oh God. Let thy kingdom come and be established among the nations of the earth, O oh God. In the midst of confusion, when the scientists fail, you will never fail, O oh God. So showcase yourself, O oh Father, as we surrender all to you, God. We say this is the season, Father. We surrender. If you can lift up your hands, those who can, just surrender. Just surrender. Yes, Lord. Yes, Holy Spirit, we surrender. As those hands are lifted, Father God, Lord, we speak for new stamina, new energy, Father God. Lord. Let your people be stronger. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as they are fighting the many battles, Father God, Lord, they are stronger in the name of Jesus Christ. And we release your blessings upon them, Father. We bless those leadership, those men and women, Father God, who have been standing with Darren and his wife. We bless them today, O oh God. Expand them, Father. Lord, expand this ministry even more. And we thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. So while you're in a spot where you're hearing and listening and receiving, I would ask you to just ask the Lord, what do you want me to do this year? Remember, we say it around here a whole lot, but the gospel is not shame on you. The gospel is shame off you. So I'm not even asking you to go out there and shame yourself into something. If it's shame, you already know that's not the voice of the Lord. Just go ask, what would you have me do, Lord? We, we say we want to keep our yes on the table here. My yes is on the table, Lord, for what you would invite me into. And so as we conclude this part, I'm not saying you're dismissed. I'm actually inviting you just to take the gathering to the commons area and then just listen to what the Lord is speaking to you. We've seen the Lord move in our local church. We've seen him move in the global church. But remember, the church isn't a what. The church is a who. The church isn't this building. It's you. It's us. It's Dr. Seuss church. I'm sorry that felt. I didn't mean that. Somebody write that down. That might be the new children's book. We just ask you to listen today with the church us. This is the last of our essential church series is today because the essential church is not this building. The essential church is each of us being essential stepping into what that it might be today. So ask him, Lord, would you move in our hearts today? Lord, would you speak to each of us? Lord, would you have us to, in our own jobs, is there is a place you need us to step up? Lord, is there somebody right now even that you've been tapping on their hearts? It, it is time to go to Africa. Lord, give them the courage today to, to say yes to that, Lord. But 
whatever it is, if giving, whatever, Lord, just would you just speak to us softly in the still small voice, not in the thundering, angry, go do this, but in the come follow me voice. That's the voice we listen to and listen for today. Lord, I'm grateful that you didn't create us in a safe world, uh, but you keep us safe in your hands. There is no better place to be than living dangerously, safely in the hands of Jesus. We step into your hands today to where you might lead and guide us. It is in your name, Jesus, that we pray.